Welcome to Thrones and Scones! It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk Game of Thrones over breakfast. Is it still the week? Yep, sorry, it's only a Thursday. But we're here for you and for anybody who wants to hear about Game of Thrones or perhaps a little baked goods. Today we are hitting Season 4, Episode 9, The Watchers on the Wall. And, what was that? Nothing. Okay. And... Dark chocolate cherry. Before he says anything, Hans has been like smiling and giggling this entire time. <laughs> like you could tell, like something's in his. He's like, "Oh, I got him! I got him on this one." No, I was just. I was gonna drop just at at, at the end of that thing when you were saying this is thrones. I was just gonna drop a little thrones and scounds. <laughs> but, but you just kept going and going and going. It was a great intro. I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Sorry, I, I couldn't squeeze it in there. There was some good energy for Thursday. Good energy. <laughs> Well, it's we, we have to bring it because you know who did not get their energy level up sufficiently? Whoever the hell wrote this plot on the Game <laughs> of Thrones wiki page for season four, episode nine. Uh, I'm not even going to ask if you have any requests for voices because it would be a shame to do so little of it. I don't even know if this is one full sentence. I have to ask my English teacher from elementary school. Jon Snow and the rest of the Night's Watch face the biggest challenge to the wall yet. (laughs) That is all. It should be yet, question mark. Yet? Yes. It should indeed. Then it would at least be two semi-sentences. But no, the, the Watchers on the Wall, this is another one of our, I think, thus far, unless I'm wrong, we've only had one, Blackwater, Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we we don't move around. I mean, we we see a couple different perspectives, but we stay at the wall for the whole episode, and it's this crazy sort of bout filled with action and crazy, uh, very well choreographed fight scenes. Uh, they're really starting to get that stuff together, and and coming after the excitement at the end of episode eight, I kind of forgot this happened in such rapid succession. Yeah, yeah, because they, they were straying away from their typical formula a little bit, right? Because it's true. probably the biggest thing that's happened in a while, the high point, the pinnacle, the shock was in season, it was in episode eight. Yes. Instead of rightfully in episode nine where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know. Oh yeah, no. They're they're still they're still holding some punches here to have a, a full out war that they didn't really set up like the Stannis one with the Blackwater. Uh, There wasn't like a season leading up to this. There was quietly, but it wasn't like, oh, this is, this could happen at any moment. Uh, It it seemed like they they weren't really ready for it on either end. Uh, The Wildlings seemed, you know, when when they saw the fires being lit, they're like, oh, okay, let's go for it. And then the people uh, at the wall themselves are like, oh, shit, it's all happening. They're coming from below as well. Who was supposed to know that, even though John knew that and probably should have told us? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then things uh, things popped off. What do you guys think? Oh, it was a great episode. Excellent. A- yeah, anything beyond that that you guys could give me right nope, now. that was be- it. Okay. Period. So, Period. So End the this, show. Let's, let's nitpick a little bit. So... The the wildlings that they send to climb the wall. Mm-hmm. Does Manch just yeah. like like fuck it? Like he knows they're not gonna make it up the wall. It doesn't make any sense with any sort of like strategy. So Does I don't he know they're not gonna make it? Uh so I don't understand how he thinks they're gonna make it. He 
He admits to later sending men to a weaker area to climb. He knows that the people on the other side, they're supposed to break them through the tunnel so that they can enter. Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I get it's a distraction and it's a good one, but I still feel like the men he sent, he was telling them to die. What I find is interesting is the the amount he sends, I guess. I was putting it that way. And I know it's like being done, obviously, six. for... Huh? Yeah. Like six? Yeah. Six people. <laughs> yeah. But they... Yeah. But they use that, uh, whatever, the... The chain. The, the reap. scythe. The scythe of death, oh. you know, for six people. <laughs> what the... First of all, the timing to get it at just the right height just... was very impressive. To get one kill, let alone a triple. Uh... <laughs> But what a crazy thing to have built into your wall of protection. They're like, you know what we need. <laughs> how long do you, how long ago do you think they froze that chain in there? It's probably been there for a long... It looked like an old winch, you know? Which sounds like a terrible insult for a lady, but uh, no, <laughs> it's not, not at all what I was referring to. Uh, you, know, crazy you know Edison, when he says that, he's like, triple kill. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Edison? Edison? Who the what? Am I wrong? Who are you even talking about? The commander that John leaves up on the top of the. Just Ed, I think is his name. Oh, I wrote on Edison. My bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's he's. I mean, I know in fact he's not a commander. He's just another. No, no, another no but dude. the guy he lives up to command the top of the yeah. wall. Yeah. yeah First yeah. of all, I, okay, so there's Alistair Thorne and then Jano Slint, who who you know. I guess has command experience. So they put him on that high rung. Right. Um, and then no there's enough. this new class, John and Pip and Gren and Ed and, and uh, Sam. And it seems like they're the ones who are slowly, but surely picking up the command. Don't you think that everybody in the middle is pissed off? Oh, I know. <laughs> like, like 40 years of night's watch recruitment. And they're like, we, we would like to not be shoveling poop anymore. <laughs> Uh, this kid's been here for a year and a half, and he's commanding the wall. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. And what is commanding the wall? Notch and loose. Hey, you need you need someone to tell you to knock and loose, Notch. buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say loose. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny. That's like maybe the only thing I've ever liked from Sir Alistair Thorne when he's like. Uh, <laughs> he was like, does, does fucking knock mean fucking draw? <laughs> and he, he's got yeah. that good, yeah. But in, in stark contrast to that, him and John have this weird little moment in quotations where Alistair kind of gives him some cues about command and, you know, basically says, like, you can say, I told you so if you want. And I, I like the moment. And then he's like, ah, you can go back to hating me and I'll go back to wishing you were dead. And, uh, and they do. <laughs> like, yeah, immediately. The moment was kind of for nothing. They just do. And it uh, seemed weird to me. It seemed an odd inclusion if they weren't going to use it for any sort of actual character development, which they easily could have. Yeah, yeah. It's just immediate. It says, he says something about, uh, you think they're going to make a little turn, a little character building, and then all of a sudden he's just back to calling him a twat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what he gets a nice little sword to the spleen for it later. Yeah, I thought he was going to die. But anyway. What, before, so tracking back a little bit, when Tormund and Egret are out there waiting for the for the signal, 
What did yeah. you think of that whole scene? I mean, I wrote down one thing, which is Ginger Minge. Ginger Minge. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we probably all wrote down someplace. It's just so fun to say. It just Ginger is great. I, I think I was chuckling from that point on. Ginger oh. Minge. Have but, you considered being in your day-to-day life, Jeremy Ginger Minge? <laughs> because it really rolls off the tongue. It does. <laughs> that Ginger Minge really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> John the tongue. John John knows. John uh, knows, yes. But yeah, I, yeah, it's I thought it was excessive. Um I don't like I get this like bloodlust that they've painted Egret into, but that that whole bit with the fens and stuff just it just seemed like time killer. Uh see, I I think she's trying too hard, and I think that's actually the point, is, like, you're watching her struggle. Even when she's in there fighting, you know, she's, I mean, she's ruthless, right? She is wrecking there. And I think, I put down this as the bad for mine, but the fact that Ollie gets her, it bothered me. It bothered me in this episode a lot. Uh, That little bitch getting that kill uh, (laughs) just upset me. Yeah. I don't, it's tough for me to kind of rectify Ollie then with Ollie, who I know in my heart. <laughs> and I just, I can't, I can't separate the two anymore. So it's hard for me to comment. Yeah. No, no, no. You have to focus on the show. But I thought it was okay. I mean, what's the alternative? John killing her? I don't know. I just felt, I felt like her death could have been done. I mean, either way it was going to, the way it happened was fine. I'm glad yeah. they had that moment. I'm glad. <laughs> you know nothing. I, I again that cheapened it for me too, but whatever. Yeah, that was a little forced. Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, it you know it was the, it was the moment they needed. <laughs> but and I should have mentioned this ahead of time so you guys could have actually go back, gone back and watched it. This is something I never picked up on until right now, and I could be pulling it out of nowhere. But every time Egret killed somebody, that it showed, um, like from a distance with her arrows, she would like, she'd be all frantic and she'd go, and she would loose and it would change perspective and it would hit something. And for a second I go, that guy looks like John. And I wonder if they did that on purpose where they're like, when they're trying to show from her perspective, she is basically seeing him, seeing him and trying to get it in her head that like, she's here to kill him. And then when she does see him, you know, they just end up kind of stark facing each other and, half smiling um but this this be really interested if you guys think of it go back and watch that little bit in the scene and and see if you pick up on the same stuff or if i'm just insane which is very possible no i know i noticed it too because there was a couple times they show her shooting somebody and it'd be kind of from the back and it'd be somebody with long longer black hair mm-hmm. and i know i noticed it too I was, and i i didn't necessarily know if it was because I didn't, I was I was trying to think of why they would why the show would make it that way, if it was what she was seeing or if it was just that a lot of those dudes are wearing the same type of clothing and probably don't groom <laughs> themselves <laughs> groom yeah. themselves very often, so they kind of all just look like John, or if it was uh, her thinking it was John and just fucking showing that she was there to actually kill him, and yeah. then it wasn't until she actually saw his face or whatever that she wasn't able to, but. Do you think she would have shot him if she had a little longer time? <sighs> no. She put three arrows in him once. I think that the second that he smiled at her, it was like she couldn't pretend that he had 
willingly done her dirty anymore. Like he, he didn't have that ill will towards her. The love was there. I don't think she would have done it. Yeah. But I also like <laughs> Ollie's not there to kill her conveniently. It does beg the question, like, well, what happens? Yeah. Know. Same same type of thing. Uh I think we actually we find out the answer to what happens and apparently nothing because John just sits there and holds her for like ten oh, minutes yeah. while everyone's and fighting around them. And no one fine. no one yeah, they they perfectly just fine, so John, apparently, you know, mourning is the least stressful thing to do on the battlefield. The most stressful job? So maybe he gets a pass. Can you imagine being in Ollie's position where you're like eight years old and they're like, all right, fighting is happening all around you. Everyone that you know is dying. And by the way, these are just the people you know after everybody you already knew died. Uh, to these same people who are definitely going to eat you. Now, work that winch, boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave. And don't you dare leave your post. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's got to be so impossibly stressful. I don't even know how to how to do that. I, I mentioned yesterday as well that... Um, it, when we were talking about Oberyn's fight with the mountain and his teeth all get knocked out, that that just like made my my skin crawl. There's a similar moment in this that I don't think they focus on enough, and I don't think has enough like physical repercussions. And it's when John is fighting the Then guy, yeah. and the guy just shoves his face into an anvil. I know, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, God, and he is a bruise. I'm like, really? Yeah. Because that would wreck you. You would your nose is in your brain at that point, like, yeah. oh, that would hurt so much. Yeah, that much. that was a brutal fight. That was that that was, was really really good. And I and I like the whole you know, uh, whatever steel steel uh, hammer into the skull at the end that ends it. That was, <laughs> that was yeah. with fall. the dumb cross eyed look. Yeah, yeah. falling to the ground. It was so. I mean, that fight in general, that whole like maybe. 45 seconds before that where they're doing that pan down from the wall and then it just like is this wide shot continuous thing that goes across it is so impressive so best kill best kill i mean i thought maybe that was your best kill but what was your best kill <laughs> my bad my the best kill in that whole thing was the giant Thank shooting you. the guy with the arrow. Yes. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes it seems almost so I get I get the fact that you know it's an arrow that can that can actually uh, reach the top of the wall and they make a point to show the other guys shooting arrows and not even getting close. Yeah. But it does seem a bit ridiculous to have such a massive arrow just to try and shoot one dude, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be a great siege. We see it before when he misses that it just takes out like half of the parapet tower. like yeah. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, when it does hit that guy, it follows him all the way to the ground and then the arrow lands and he like slides down. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So I'll give it to that for sure. The Then kill was very, was very satisfying, was satisfying to watch yeah. indeed. Um, Pip's death was sad. It's no, a little less sad it. that I can say rip Pip because that's a little fun. Um, he's yeah. the guy who got the arrow through the neck, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who, and then, and yeah. then John's other friend, who we don't necessarily find out. Or do, no, we do find out at the end of this episode, right? Because at the, the very him, end, yeah, him and a and a group of guys are there to defend the gate, and when the giant comes through, do you remember Which that, that was a book? good that was that was that that moment got me pumped up too. What was that Jeremy? Do you remember the book part of that? 
Uh, well, it's not Gren. It's uh, it's the cook, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hob. Yeah. Still, yes. uh, still an awesome part in the book. I, I was, I was interested to see how they were. I don't remember this part as much. So I like the aftermath of it, but I do wonder. Like the scene itself, very dramatic. They're reciting their mm-hmm. Night's Watch vows as this giant is just charging down the gate. But I do wonder what happened because they all have swords and they're not like holding them out to stab at him. They're like holding him up yeah. in slashing formation. Yeah, he's going to wreck them. <laughs> and they're so close to the gate that if he did burst through it, they'd they all be wreck dead. their shit. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do just wonder what happened. <laughs> yeah. he, but, uh, and he's like, you yeah. know, they have this guy being the king and it's not like he's like never battled before. So you think he, he wouldn't just run at swords. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. But still, cool, cool scene. Yeah, and they didn't bring bows at all because, I, as I was thinking, it was taking them a while to get that uh, that door up, and I was just thinking, like, all right, shoot him in the balls, because <laughs> like yeah. if you're gonna get him to drop that door, that's gonna do it. <laughs> it just seemed like plenty of crossbows were around; like they could all just grab, you know, yeah. had a couple crossbows. Yeah, dude could have been half dead before they even he even got to the gate. So yeah, Joffrey uh, yes. would have been straight up on those crossbows. <laughs> Had he lived to see this episode, man, you've been like, ah, just passing up the weapon. Indeed. Uh, any other modable moments? Modable moments from you guys? From the episode, uh, Gilly and Sam Jr. are back at Castle Black. Um, really, the only purpose is to show what a coward Jana Slint is, and to show that people know that. But yay, I guess they're safe. Yeah, Sam kisses Gilly. Oh, yeah. that's true. Oh, it's actually my first note. Before Gilly and uh, Sam Jr. arrive back, John and Sam are talking up on the wall, and uh, oh, Sam God. is just, you know, what what's it like to love so? And John's like trying to get all metaphysical with this guy, and it's like, come on, he just wants to hear about the sex, <laughs> John. And so he goes so far as to like, you can almost see that Sam starts to get like a little happy when he thinks Master Eamon's going to be talking about sex. <laughs> He's he's a uh, he's desperate uh, he's desperate for anything. Yeah, I know. Sam. Uh, although, uh, if my notes are to be believed, <laughs> uh, I must have uh, must have been like half paying attention or something, or like my mind must have been elsewhere when I was writing these down because I actually wrote Sam kills Gilly <laughs> instead of kisses. So uh, he sh- yeah, she shows back up. He says, "I you can never scare me like that again." And the best way to prove it is if you're dead. <laughs> He says, where, in the belly. <laughs> says, wherever you go, I go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark episode, yeah. You're not Indeed. going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one, I guess, little caveat here, as with these intense episodes, our good and bad Jugglies action is rather limited, and this time it's limited to Nothing. Yeah. yeah, if if this was season one, they would have forced some boobs in. Egret <laughs> would have gotten yeah. an arrow through the breast as they would have popped. Well, I, yeah, I tell you, after earlier this season, they're really careful about forcing anything uh, because whew, they're, they're still probably in hot water. I don't know. But yeah. With, yeah. regardless of the, the things that we may or may not get to see flopping around as action happens, uh, we do get to see, if you follow us on Instagram, that we do have some scones. And today it's me. And I have a dark chocolate cherry scone. Is that, uh, is that tickle your guys' fancy? Yeah, tell me about that scone, Tony. How, how is it? Give me an in-depth rundown. I can do that. It's from 
Sunrise Bakery and Cafe at Sherlow Studio. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Awesome. I might have. To, uh, I think I'm gonna have yeah. to pass on that yeah. one based yeah. on that review. Yeah. You choke yeah. on that delicious scone. Well, it's all gone now, and it's moist enough to uh, liven up my windpipe. But if you want to catch us tomorrow and hear our scone review, and maybe see if we get time to talk about Game of Thrones as well, we will be back. Nice and early as per usual. And of course, you can find us at thronesandscones.com. Then and in the meantime. Are you down with GOT? Yeah, yes. You know, you know me. me. <laughs> yes. Si, sí, tu sabes que. <laughs> which, is, which is definitely not how you say that. Uh, <laughs> As you say, isn't K what? <laughs> See, yes, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Me! <laughs> Just thought I'd extend it for some excitement, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Idiotos. Thank <laughs> you.